it's deflating. You, you, you make a play that changes momentum of a game. And, and then to have that called in that moment, and I, I, can't, I can't wait to see it. He told me he should never have called it. But in the moment, he calls it. So maybe, I don't know, maybe it's personal. I don't know. But uh, for that play to be called like that, when a kid's got a full head of steam going 100 miles an hour, and we all talk about safety and well-being of student-athletes, come on, come on. And then to kill momentum like that, horrible. You're listening to BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth from BetQL. Welcome back, BetQL Daily, right here on the BetQL Network. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawksworth on a Monday reacting to the NCAA tournament. Looking forward to the Sweet 16. Brad Underwood speaking there yesterday, ripping the refs, not happy as Illinois <laughs> goes down. Houston moves on. It was a great first weekend. Let's talk about it all with Jimmy Patsos, our Odyssey basketball insider. He's joining us on the Roman guest line. Jimmy, so much to talk about here. What was um, what was your biggest takeaway from the weekend? Is it St. Peter's? Is it Baylor falling as a one? Give us your uh, your biggest takeaways from the first week in the NCAA tournament. Well, I was at, I was personally, I was there. I was at the Kentucky St. Peter's game. In St. Peter's, clearly, Shaheen Holloway going to the Sweet 16, a small school. They didn't have cheerleaders or a band. So think about this. I'm in the fifth row watching the team, St. Peter's. And I, and I, I grew up in the Mac. I spent 14 years. They've made some adjustments at St. Peter's. They've fixed their gym and everything. But in general, it's a lower-level, mid-level program with financially. They've had some good coaches, John Dunn. They've had some history. This is out of no- they don't have a band or cheerleaders going against Kentucky, whose one assistant probably makes more than all the whole one assistant at Kentucky. I know this makes more than the whole coaching staff of St. Peter's. To see them beat them, I was a little disappointed in Cal's team. I didn't think Wheeler was very good. Ty Ty Washington, I would not take as a lottery pick. They didn't get the ball uh, to the big guys much. Um, Chishikwe, and I just. Here's the problem. Kentucky can't lose that game. You have to press and run. Well, now here comes St. Peter's proving it against Murray State the second time. So St. Peter's was better than I thought. Kentucky needs better talent. That's not enough talent for Coach Calipari. His assistants, I'm sure they work hard. They, they made a big staff change last year. It didn't work in terms of recruiting. I didn't see any pros. I love Tennessee. I thought they were going to go to the Final Four after the way they handled Longwood. They didn't look so well the next game. Teams are struggling offensively is my takeaway. Kentucky needs better players. St. Peter's was better than I thought. Wisconsin was a great game against Colgate. I saw Iowa State play, and Purdue was as impressive as Tennessee was in person, and Purdue carried that through to the Sweet 16. Tennessee did not. So I was in Milwaukee driving back and forth between Milwaukee and Indiana. So that was my up-person view. Uh, Jimmy, curious about your perspective on some of the top teams that people expected to be here, and maybe they're going to make the Final Four next weekend. When you see teams like Gonzaga uh, go through some struggles, is that a good thing, or do you say, oh, you know what, this team's uh, more vulnerable than I, than I expected, and maybe they're going to go down the Sweet 16 or Elite Eight? Good question. No, I think, Joe, I think that Drew Timmy is, is the veteran part, and Holgram is a young freshman and talented but they fought back from adversity, you know, and they had a close first game and they pulled away and then they went down and then they came back, you know, like Memphis was talented. Memphis did a better job than I thought. 
I like Penny Hardaway. I love that Larry Brown was hired as the assistant. I know they had a bad December, January. They pulled out of it. Duran's a lottery pick. See, what's, what I look at sometimes, too, from an NBA perspective is, like, who's helping themselves? And an individual. Chet Holgram is holding serve. Jabari Smith needed to do more yesterday. Well, Duran really moved up in my mind in Memphis. I think it's good Gonzaga's getting tested. I think it's just helping Chet Holgram solidify his spot as a one, two, or three. Boncaro is good for Duke. I do love that region because Duke, Texas Tech, whoever Gonzaga plays next, well, they don't play them. They're on the other side. But they got real teams to play. You know, this is no joke anymore. Like, you got an Arkansas team who can beat anybody. Then you got a Texas Tech and Duke. Like, they're going to get tested, and I think that makes them better as they go. Because I love the West Coast Conference. I think it's a little engine that could other than Gonzaga. But BYU and San Fran, I saw him lose in overtime to Murray State. I love Randy Bennett. He had a good win, then he got blown by, in my opinion, he was up 10, lost by 15. UCLA turned that around at the eight-minute mark during the timeout when Nick Cronin said, we're not playing well, we're not getting deflections, and we're going to change our attitude defensively, and Randy Bennett couldn't score. Those are West Coast Conference teams. That's a nice conference. But that's not the Big Ten. That's not the Pac-12. You don't get tested like that. And so I think it's good that Gonzaga is getting tested. I think it's going to help them this week. What happened is going to help in the Elite Eight. I still think they're going to the Final Four. I have them going. I have them. Arizona, they're alive. I had Auburn. They're not alive. And I had Kentucky. They're not alive, full disclosure. So my bracket's no different than anybody else's. We all make mistakes. <laughs> but I do think I do think this helps Gonzaga. And I think the next week, if they can get through, it's going to help them too. Jimmy, I'm texting with Darren Jenkins, who does PR for the Wizards. I'm thinking about going to Wizards Mavs April 1st, so we'll have to get your number. If you're in town, we'll have to meet up. But I'm curious, um, out of these teams left, which one are you looking to fade? Is there one that seems most vulnerable to you? Darren Jenkins is a great Terps fan, and we're going to announce Kevin Willard tomorrow, so me and Darren will be at the press conference. The Wizards, (laughs) uh, they have a big one coming up. Darren's a good guy. They've kind of fallen out of that space of the 10 seed, but that's why I'm watching the draft for the, you know, just inquisitively who's going to be eight through 12, where they pick most likely. So I'm glad you're texting with Darren. Um, we, beat the, we, we had a tough one to the Knicks, but let's stay on the, because all this is connected because all these players were watching. I'm like, okay, I don't like Ty Ty Washington. Wesley from Notre Dame pulls up. Who do I like? I never bet against Kelvin Sampson. Okay. Kelvin ah. Sampson, I know I, I heard your sound bite. Uh, Underwood can say what he wants. They 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 got beat by Houston and Kelvin Sampson offensive rebounds. He's a great coach. Arizona, they should have lost to TCU. They got lucky. The third and Coloco are a one two punch, and I have Arizona going. So I have Arizona going, but that is going to be one heck of a matchup with Houston. I'm, I want to see what the number is on that. Uh, I, I have a feeling that I would take Houston if they're getting more than four or five. You know, I do like Villanova. I think Villanova is going to – I just have a feeling Michigan's run out of gas. They play Russian roulette a little bit. I was at the Colorado State game where they were down 15. They were down seven at the half. I just – that's a really interesting bracket, but I still have Arizona coming out. I think Kansas has the easiest role right now. Kansas got lucky. Providence just is not going to be able to score enough to keep up with Kansas. Ed Cooley's done a good job, but he was on the ropes with South Dakota State. 
Okay, then he gets the draw because Richmond, look, Richmond won the A-10. Let's talk about all the teams that won their tournaments and kind of ran out of gas. Iowa ran, you know, Iowa did it. Tennessee did it. Like, these guys won their tournaments and then couldn't finish because it takes a lot emotionally out of you. So I like Kansas is going to roll. I think Purdue's a really interesting one. I'm going to take Mick Cronin at UCLA. I'm going to switch up since Kentucky's out. And if I had to pay, place a bet on a futures bet for next, remember, it's a two-game tournament. It's not really one-game survive in advance. And that's a Duke secret I found out. It's not a one-game survive in advance. This is a weekend, two-game tournament, just like you play in that we've all grown up going to high school tournaments, Division three college. It's a two-game tournament. And I just think I like UCLA. I like their draw. So UCLA would be my outsider that I think can win. I think Villanova, if they beat Arizona, wouldn't shock me. And Houston wouldn't. I still have Arizona going. Kansas has an easy run. And I'm going to say Gonzaga sneaks by Duke there at the end. But if you want to take Texas Tech over Duke, I'll tell you why. They find ways to win. Mark Adams was the defensive genius behind Chris Beard. Chris Beard has always been a good scout guy. His Texas team's prepared. But Mark Adams was the guy behind the scenes, the man behind the curtain. So Texas Tech, if you want to take Texas Tech over Duke, Go right ahead. But UCLA laying two and a half over Carolina. I got them. And then I got UCLA. As much as I like Matt Painter, he's got to prove he can win the big one. So UCLA is my little dark horse one that I would pick today. Jimmy Patsos, Odyssey Basketball Insider, joining us here. Jimmy, uh, this Miami team impressed the heck out of me the last couple of days. And the one thing I, I noticed, and they were talking on the broadcast, their average age is 23 years old. Do you think we're embarking on something new here in college basketball? You know, we always think about the super teams, Calipari's teams, freshmen, they can win, and it doesn't matter how old they are. But with this transfer rule and these graduate players, I mean, Jimmy, 23-year-olds playing for Miami last night, they just looked like very, you know, very composed and mature uh, compared to that Auburn team. Do you think we're going to see more of this, older teams having success in the NCAA tournament? I, it's a great point. Look, St. Mary's and Richmond – in Davidson, because I, I full disclosure, I work for Under Armour, so I see those schools a lot. They all retained over 90% of their roster. Where roster retention, which leads to older guys, that's number one. Two, can you get transfers that can be impact transfers, like Marcus Carr and Timmy Allen in Texas? Yes. Miami, I love Jim Laranega. Chris Caputo, their top assistant, is a good friend of mine. Bill Courtney is on that staff. My point is their staff's experience. Bill Courtney was the head coach at Cornell. They have an experienced staff. They had an experienced team. I like the Jim Laranek. I know him and Chris Caputo really well. They have built. They were building towards this year, and it came to fruition. They weathered a not-so-great February. They got bounced in the uh, tournament ACC, but they did. They rested and regrouped. They are playing extremely well. I love Isaiah Wong. He doesn't back down from anybody. Yes, the 23-year-old factors there, who they play in their schedule. But they were building towards this. You know, the, the Miami team knew they were going to be veteran. They had a couple transfers. They, had a couple, they got rid of a couple guys. Earl Timberlake left. Chris Likes went to Arkansas. That's okay. They, had to, they managed their roster well. And I'm going to say, yes, managing your roster for not only this year and down the road is going to be more important, especially since, let's face it, the top 10 kids in college basketball are probably not going to be there anymore. Now, I'm not talking about one and dumbs either, like Jaden Ivey, all those guys. They got better, Keegan Murray, Johnny Davis. So the I'm talking about G League Ignite playing an extra year, LaMelo Ball going to Australia. It's sad but true. 
if you take the top 10 to 15 players every year, 50% of them are not going to be in college basketball. That's sad, but that's the way it is. So you can't get Jalen Durant who goes to Memphis and Imani Bates and them. you got to do it more like Miami. So, yes, I think, A, that's important. And, B, I think it's good for the sport that there's some older kids. Uh, Jimmy, as you know, I'm in the Midwest, so the Big Ten is getting absolutely smashed today. They had five teams going yesterday. Purdue, the only one that sneaks through to uh, move on to the Sweet 16. So two left out of the Big Ten. But the powerful SEC all regular season only has one team left in Arkansas. Which conference was more disappointing in the first two rounds? You know, it's interesting because I have a really good friend in Chicago who's, who does pools. for he, He's in the business of these, you know, high-end pools. And he, he picks a conference that he thinks is going to succeed. And he did several pools, and he picked mm-hmm. the Big Ten first and the SEC. He thought the Big Ten would have a bounce back year. So let's not follow his advice. Um, the Pac-12 is surprised again. And by the way, USC easily could have beat Miami and, and taken the role of Miami. That, that's a down-to-the-wire game. Then Miami wins yesterday, just beats Auburn. Too bad Auburn ran out. I was as disappointed as anybody as the SEC. I watched them closely. I loved Auburn all year. I think he's done a great job. I love Kessler. They didn't get Jabari Smith the ball enough. I told you, on Thursday, I wanted the Futures bet on Tennessee to win the whole thing after they dismantled a pretty good Longwood team. I was wrong. I don't know what's up with the SEC. So I would say the Big Ten, though, has to be disappointed in terms of not having a Final Four team. Look, Michigan's come out of nowhere. They were on the bubble. You know, Hunter Dickinson's doing a good job leading them. The kid Houston's really good. Eli Brooks is older. But I don't think they, I, I think both their teams are going to get bounced. I don't, I don't, the Big Ten not having a Final Four team is going to be disappointing. The Big Ten hasn't had a win, hasn't had a champion since 2000. We won it in 2002. Duke won 2001, Maryland 2002. Michigan State in 2000 is the only, I call it the modern era, is the 2000s and above. That's the only, they've got one national championship for having the greatest TV network and all that money. So I'm going to go Big Ten's the biggest disappointment, and yes, the SEC is second. We don't have much time. Really quick, uh, is there anything you like in the NBA tonight? Yeah. Or have you looked? I think the, Wizard, all I think the Wizards beat the Rockets. The Wizards don't get swept by the Rockets. Wizards are favored by three and a half in Houston. The Wizards win that one. And I think the Cavaliers are finding their stride, and the Lakers are in trouble. So I'm going to take a road dog in the Wizards, and I'm going to take the Cavaliers at home against the Lakers, even though it's Cleveland, and I know LeBron likes to go back there. The Cavs are fighting back until Jared Allen gets back, and the Wizards go to Houston and win this one. You speak our language, fading the Lakers. We like that. Jimmy, we always appreciate you hopping on. We'll do it again soon. Jimmy Patsos on the Roman guest line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for EDL from the comfort and privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash BetQL now to get $15 off your first month. That's GetRoman.com slash BetQL. We'll dive into the uh, NBA slate on the other side, but uh, how about that? How about some of those thoughts he had? The the Big Ten, his biggest disappointment? I'm not surprised. I mean, I'm not surprised considering all those teams are in. Joe, you said they did well on Thursday, Friday, but the last couple of days, especially yesterday, that's just a bad showing. Yeah. It was. It was. Uh, but I don't Maybe people would disagree. They, they would have Purdue as a team. Which was the team that was going to win the championship, though? That's the thing for me. I just didn't have the high expectations for the Big Ten this year. But two two bad showings in a row because Jimmy's right. Neither of these two teams is probably going to win the title. Right, and that, that's it. Joe O, Joe G, Aaron Hawks, are BetQL Daily. We'll dive into the NBA next on the BetQL Network.
These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth on BetQL Daily from BetQL.